Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. It was once the case that to resolve a dispute, you rested heavily upon court intervention. Now everything is completely different across all facets of law. Well, to discuss how mediation can help in employment dispute matters, I'm with accredited mediator and director Fiona Kennedy of Delaney and Delaney. Fiona, firstly, how does mediation differ from litigation? Well, litigation places the parties um, in a situation where they're adversarial. They're going to be taking a position and um, they're going to not necessarily but likely to be in a courtroom where they're saying uh, dreadful things about each other and it's going to polarise their positions more and more so that the parties can never really uh, after this, um, have a working relationship. Whereas um, mediation can um, have the opposite effect if if it's run well, uh, because parties are then given the opportunity, instead of polarising their positions and um, uh, maligning each other, they can sit down in a civilised um, discussion, which is led by a mediator and structured by a mediator, and um, deal with the issues uh, in a way that comes up with solutions that might mean that their working relationship can continue and uh, that they can um, go on um, helping if they're in two different businesses, both businesses prosper, or uh, if they're in one business situation together, that they can go on working together. There's a big difference between way that litigation affects parties and the way that mediation can affect parties. Mm. Fiona, does the protracted nature of litigation uh, also sort of throw fuel on the fire, um, you know, around disputes generally? Oh, well, it's terrible because litigation means a, a lot of legal expense to both parties and it, it also means that a business can't get on with, uh, with their core business, the distraction and um, effect on morale that a long uh, dispute through the courts um, has on businesses is terrible. So, yes, one of the really big benefits of mediation and alternative dispute resolution is that it can be immediate and um, can go to the cause of the problem quickly uh, so that it's expedient and sensible. Mm. Now, for for you, I mean, you've been a, a litigation lawyer for many, many years. Uh, yes, what, was the, what was the sort of epiphany for you around mediation uh, in relation to how it um, works more successfully than litigation in, in a number of disputes? Well, I've been um, in mediations throughout my uh, career as well. So most of the courts these days have a um, compulsory mediation prior to the matter going to a trial. And um, what we see in those court-ordered mediations is that matters resolve in 
the majority of matters resolve prior to going to a trial. So all through my career, I had seen mediation work. And um, But I think it's having been sitting on the boards of not-for-profit organisations where I've been uh, involved in governance of these um, organisations, mostly in the disability sector, that I've seen... Um, resolution of uh, internal employment disputes uh, works so well um, as opposed to where a, an employment situation ends up in the Fair Work Commission uh, and that really is just a way to end a relationship and it's usually a horrible way to end a relationship. So it's been in the in um, the last few years where I've been sitting um, on management committees and uh, the board of directors for not-for-profit organisations that I've really seen the benefit of um, mediation internally in an organisation. Fiona, what about uh, I mean employment disputes specifically, uh, in, be it in a business or a not-for-profit, what are the sort of common themes that you see that, um, you know, broker a relationship that, you know, ends up breaking down in, the, uh, in, in that business? Sometimes there is a rapid growth in a business and the infrastructure is groaning and the old the old employment structures and roles don't suit anymore and that has been not been addressed quickly enough and this has led to uh, where there might have been a minor personality clash this is then exacerbated by a swift growth in the organisation. Sometimes it's the opposite. Um, Not-for-profit organisations are sometimes relying upon grants and grant might uh, disappear because of a government decision. And then there's... um, then there's also that stress for a not-for-profit organisation. So sometimes it's about uh, growth or the opposite. Sometimes it's that... um, there's been inappropriate uh, leadership and insufficient management, um, no matter whether there's growth or not. And so I tend to see a lot of problems where role definitions are not clear, where procedures and policies aren't in place um, that properly control um, disputes. And it's sometimes a really important um, solution to bring in a third party who's not in the middle of the dispute, who's not part of that organisation, who can come in with a new set of eyes and have a structured conversation with the, the, the employees who are struggling to work together, to like each other, to, um, to uh, go forward and um, be effective in their work. Fiona, it must help uh, you in your role in mediation to also have that legal experience because you're able to apply a sort of multi-dimensional lens, I suppose, to the resolution. Yes, what's I mean, I think what's really helpful is knowing um, industrial relations law means that I can uh, I can uh, contribute um, by suggesting the paths that that this matter will go down if the parties can't resolve uh, 
their dispute by way of mediation. And those paths I can describe in detail and they're so uh, distressing um, that I think it really helps parties to see that no matter what position they're taking at the moment, that doesn't necessarily mean that that position will be upheld by a tribunal and um, that they need to try and solve this problem themselves. So it's given, it gives me a great perspective on how bad it can get and parties are at least... I, I think I can help parties by informing them that even though there are some things in what they're saying that are accurate and that the hurt they're experiencing is justified, even so it might not be the best thing to deal with it by going to a tribunal. Um, so that, that helps, that sort of experience helps. Um, it, it also, it, so that's the contrast, you know. Um, of course, a good mediator in the facilitative model of mediating, uh, which is, I think, a model that works very well in internal disputes, is um, where the mediator steps back and structures the mediation, gives the parties the opportunity to come up with solutions because the most effective um, solutions are those that are sustainable. They'll be sustainable if they come from the parties rather than from the mediator. Uh, so I guess um, I think that um, that is the contribution that a good facilitating mediator makes. Um, and in that sense, I don't offer legal solutions um, to the parties. I offer them the opportunity to come up with solutions that work within their own organisation. So practically speaking, if a business or a not-for-profit is listening to this podcast and uh, they've got a dispute, how do they interface or how do they actually commence um, consideration of mediation with you? Well, it, um, the easiest thing would be to get onto the Delaney and Delaney website um, and uh, and uh, ring us up and uh, one of my um, uh, PAs will uh, contact me and then I can have initial contact with um, the organisation uh, and uh, what I do at the beginning of a mediation is um, to have a quick telephone conversation with uh, all the all the interested parties, um, just to to summarise what the issues are with each of those parties. But I um, then um, we can organise a time that's convenient to everybody uh, for me to come and um, and have a mediation that involves all of those who are interested. At the moment, of course, with um, COVID nineteen, we're doing some of these mediations um, on Zoom. And some of these mediations in uh, a room that provides for the appropriate social distance, which is quite hard. Um, so uh, if there are a lot of parties, then it's, um, it's going to be more appropriate to, to um, do a mediation that, in, you know, uses one of the platforms like Zoom. Fiona, and how long does a mediation take typically? Well, um, that depends a lot on um, the extent of the issues. So commonly it's a half-day mediation, um, a three-hour period or a four-hour period. That sound, might sound like a long time, but actually just um, 
to put down the issues and then uh, give everybody the opportunity to to just to um, extend ex- expand on those issues and really explore uh, possible possible solutions to give everyone a voice and then to come up with resolutions can easily take three to four hours. However, there are some instances where half a day just isn't enough and everybody needs to go away at lunchtime and take a breath and have something to eat and come back in the afternoon. And that's given everyone the opportunity to um, to think things through too. And sometimes we find that um, the afternoon is definitely the time at which the good, good solutions are put forward because we've been able to tease everything out. Um, so a half-day mediation is very common and a day-long mediation is common as well. Do you find that, you know, given that the mediation is to occur over a, a, a you know, a segmented time, that everybody that comes to that mediation has uh, an acute focus on resolution? Yes, I think um, if, if parties are willing to come to the table in a mediation, if they come with a, we call a bona fide intention to attempt to resolve the matter, that is a genuine uh, attempt, then um, it's a much more productive atmosphere than a litigation. Um, I think in the mediation process, uh, we often break out uh, into um, individual conversations and um, it's in those individual conversations after there's been a joint session that I find people are really um, starting to come to terms with uh, the other person's perspective. And there's a reality check in those individual sessions. People are much more um, able to uh, move their position and compromise and think of resolution rather than the bitterness of what's already gone on. So I do think people come, if they come with a genuine intention, uh, then, uh, you know, uh, that makes for a really good good day. Mm. Fiona, thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks heaps for listening to this edition of the Law by Dan podcast. If you found it useful, it would be great if you can leave a rating on Spotify or iTunes or whatever the streaming platform is that you're using. Also, if need be, you can reach out to me at lawbydan.com.